All right, guys, let's go off top. Off top. Off top. Oh, wait, now, I know I've gotten it wrong before. Yeah. So is there two more Dean Davidson shows with you, or is this just one more? Let me just get this accurate right now. How's that uh, work? One more. One more. Okay. And then we don't have to deal with him anymore, Ryan. Yes. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm a candle well, in the wind. If we call you, you better pick up. Oh, yeah. I call, oh, yeah. You got the bat phone. The bat line still. Uh, yeah, but we can't do it like a large uh, go away and then he pops back up. It, it, Next week. Hey, guys. <laughs> right. Defeats the purpose. <laughs> Defeats the purpose. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, and I know this is bad for anybody. That, and I didn't watch it, but I remember it back in the days with Dallas when Bobby Ewan died and then he appeared in the shower the next season. It was like, <laughs> Bobby's Patrick Duffy's back. Like, yeah, all right, Patrick Duffy. That's for you, Patrick Duffy. Bobby Ewan. Oh, Bobby Ewan. And I've been thinking about like, I'm like, I can't wait for a year and a half for D to be like, man, things is going pretty well. I was just uh, wondering what y'all doing. <laughs> I told y'all doing man, a lot. Y'all I'm doing a lot. I'm going to be y'all biggest cheerleader, don't uh-huh. you? Y'all, I just was saying, in case you need something, D will be the only person that hits me Especially in the last period, there's been like in case you need something, it's like, all right, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> we come around the corner. We come around the corner. Need something. If hey, you guys. Need, be like, all right, D. Yeah. Let, lead the door. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm back. No, no. Uh, be, our, be our biggest shit leader, man. I hope everything do go uh, fast. Yeah, you better hope because it's going to be fast and loose uh, to what we're trying to figure this out. Um, Dirty D inspired. Yeah, like, wow, me and Ryan got a lot of shit to try to figure. We got, we got to actually. Oh, start. I told y'all, y'all fine, man. Don't worry about it. Y'all no, good. No, we got to change. We get, we're going to do something. We, I, I want us to do something inspired by. Is this us. your off the top? No. Nah. Well, yeah, it can't be my off the top. <laughs> I want us to do something. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think uh, maintaining the status quo. Uh, should be the direction we should just be moving in. Y'all creative, uh, but y'all got yeah, creative. So it should be. Mind. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, mob top. Top top. All right. So uh, Minnesota Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor is exploring selling the Wolves. And, of course, the greatest Timberwolves of all time, the big ticket, Farragut's own Kevin Garnett is interested. Uh, says he has a group already ready to go. Glenn Taylor uh, wants to make sure that whoever buys the team, similar to what happened with uh, Cole and the uh, the, the uh, Bucks doesn't sell the team, uh, so uh, Glenn Taylor is going to whoever buys the team has to stay has to keep the team in Minnesota. It clearly it seems like KG would probably do that with his affinity for Minnesota. He was up there running around with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis uh, back in the days. So I think uh, Jimmy Jam was like his man. Jimmy Jam was like KG's man uh, back in the days growing up, and I mean literally growing up being a, a, really the first high school player. Uh, since what Daryl Dawkins maybe or Moses Malone? I think it was Daryl Dawkins, but or Moses Malone to enter the NBA since high school. Uh, but listen, I'm excited. Uh, that team should go to Kevin Garnett, the big ticket. It's great to see a player who, because of his age when he entered the NBA, uh, and just the fact that his first contract basically caused a lockout on top of Carl Malone and players wanting a rookie salary scale and Glenn Robinson coming to the league like I want a hundred million dollars. <laughs> from Purdue, but uh, to see him uh, with, because he earned it, uh, and again, coming in early, it was like, man, when this kid, when his rookie deal is up, we don't have to pay him, pay him. Uh, it'd be great to see him be in charge of this team, who he stayed loyal to 
at a time when most players would have been like, you know what, you can't figure it out. Even though we know Kevin McGill drafted him, he was basically being loyal to Kevin McGill, but he should have gotten out there earlier. And Kevin McHale sent it to his his team, the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, let you know how things were going to work out. Uh, thinking about Kevin McHale and the Joe Smith fiasco. So, you know, Kevin McHale works with emotions rather than logic. Uh, but it was great. It's great to see this. And I hope KG's team, and we talked about the stuff with the Mets and, and J-Lo uh, and with uh, Alex Rodriguez. This is even more important to me uh, because it's a team where this player, he is the player that helped sustain this team. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like he 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 created, if, it, if they got a new stadium, his time frame, he built that building. Um, I was just looking at a, um, a thread on uh, the Universal Fans uh, thing that we're in, and it was about uh, which player would you take at 22? And it was Derek Coleman, uh, Larry Johnson, Chris Webber, and KG, uh, and Anthony Davis. And I said um, KG the C-Web because mm-hmm. DC was still at Syracuse at 22. Larry Johnson was a, a rookie. KG was in his third year and averaged – 20 and 22, 21 and 10, and had two all stars. Chris Weber had maybe two to he, he may have had an all star. And Anthony Davis had like average like 24 and 10, but Anthony Davis didn't, it, no, it wasn't the same. He didn't have it, wasn't the same because I really would put Anthony Davis as far as what his stats say, but KG affected winning and C Web was like balling, yes. balling. And this is during the the golden age of power forwards in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's great to see a player, uh, and I always say this on the show, that if there's a player that from uh, the 90s odds era that I can bring into this era that would really be crazy, I think it would be KG because I feel like, one, he would be playing center now, and he wouldn't be being moved off the block as much, and you could switch him to the power forward. But his switch-out game and everything that he could do would apply so well to how this space NFL, I mean, NBA uh, plays. But I'm, I'm happy and I hope he ends up uh, getting ownership of this team that he sheds so much blood for. Yeah, I mean, I hope that, I hope that happens too. Um, I always remember the interview that KG had with Coach Thompson uh, of, George, of Georgetown Hoyas. This is when Coach Thompson, I believe, was like uh, he was a part of the TNT family uh, doing the games. And they was have like a one-on-one discussion. He just broke down crying because he's like, I'm losing. I can't believe I'm losing. This is when it was like the lean times in uh, Minnesota. So he gave that organization in that city and that state everything up out of him. And he kind of stayed there a little bit too long, if you want to say. Cold as hell, too. Very cold. Very cold Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he probably stayed there a little bit too long, in my opinion. Uh, he was like, KG's one of them kind of cast is like loyal to a default. Like, man, he is loyal to you. you know Just interject real quick. He yeah. said he stayed there too long, too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, he, what, how many more years he stayed? How, how many years he was in Boston? Four years? But he was really only in his prime for like maybe it's, two of it's them. quasi prime for three of them. Gosh. Quasi. Well, they went, they went to the championship. Twice. Two times they Two lost times. one and one, but he one. got hurt. He got hurt in the middle. In the, yeah, middle. Yeah, the middle one. Right. And then they would have won the last one if Kendrick Perkins didn't get hurt. Yeah, didn't get hurt seven. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won against the Lakers. Um. So, but yeah, that'll be really, really cool to uh see uh, if his group ends up winning. Now, obviously, it always comes down to money. Uh, I think it'll be great to start. It's 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 very cool to see players. 
who are of our generation kind of get into the role of not just being these casters on TV and doing and hawking, you know, saying cereal on commercials. Ownership. It all is all about ownership. And I'm so happy that these guys are uh, men and women are able to get to the point where it's kind of like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, when I'm done playing, I'm owning. That's that's when things start to level out and you, you probably start to see a lot of more systemic change within any kind of industry or within professional sports. So I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hoping that he gets it. I don't know who else is going to be a, a bidding team. Maybe some other players might be some bidding teams. We don't know. We'll see. It's only like 1.2. So it's, it's low money. You know it's what I'm 1.2 billion for them. That's, that's low. It. That's low money. That's low money. You know what I'm saying? KG, KG got that. All he got to put up. Oh, he like got probably- that. All, yeah, all he got to put up is like probably like one fifty or hundred mil himself. Yeah, and he's and he's going. made he's made quite a bit of change yeah. in his uh, career. I mean, so, we don't and, even know how much money he's made off the court. Off the court, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty cool to see KG as an owner. I'd be a fan of seeing that, especially the Timberwolves can't keep an owner because they're mm. stuck in a horrible city and horrible state. Ooh, right on Minneapolis like wow. that. I enjoy Minneapolis. In many of Off summer, the top rope. Many of summer I spent in Minneapolis. I enjoy Minneapolis. Art is cool. And my aunt is cool in the summer. And my aunt staying next door to Prince's mama and teaching him in grade school. Hey, you respect there you go. that. There you go. <laughs> you respect that. You put some respect. Everything about respect with you tonight. <laughs> also, no, uh, if, if it didn't have Prince, I'd rock with you. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's enough. it's a prince. It's, it's, it's a seventh heaven type of thing, or seventh fair city, enough. whatever. Yeah, that's it. Go ahead, finish up, Ryan. Uh, you know, one thing I just thought of with the loyalty thing, D, that you said, man, mm-hmm. he was crazy loyal, crazy yeah. loyal to a fault. Like, yeah. how many years did he stay extra? Because wasn't the Bulls trying to get in on him, uh-huh. and they couldn't give up the pieces, and then it worked out that he went to Boston. He didn't want to come man. though. True. He didn't want to come. Yeah, that was another Luau Dang trade the Bulls refused to do. Quote, unquote. <laughs> right? And the, think about who you could have had to come to Chicago if you brought KG here, right? Yeah. Mind I mean, you, how, like, many, how many years was Wally Zerbiak his number two? <laughs> that is crazy. Year. Year. Well, that, well, that was two after Latrell, right? At least, no, that was before. That's before. Before Latrell? Yeah, okay. before Latrell. Okay. Like, at least two. Dog, when you say that, how many years Joe Smith? Dog, they lost yeah. draft picks to sign Joe Smith to an uh, illegal extension. Joe, listen, I'm not dissing <laughs> Joe, Smith. Joe Smith. Like, that's how, like, when you just think about the fact that they could never pair him up with somebody, and this is the, even in the kicker, before going to Boston, he, Kobe was coming for him. So even think about that, because he probably, dog, he may have had about three titles if him and Kobe would have teamed up together. Right, because mind you, that was what stopped him from winning two. Mm-hmm. Kobe, right? Yeah, because they only went to the they, they, went, they went to the they went they to the Western twi- Conference cha- tw- twice. No, they faced the Lakers twice. Oh, oh you are talking about the championship? I'm thinking. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm but thinking about you, him. The Celtics are nothing. Oh no! Nah. If KG is with Kobe at the time, all they're playing against is probably LeBron and the Cavs. Yeah, no, right? like, maybe Detroit. Maybe, but they would have beat them. They would have. They oh, would have. Yeah. They would have beat them. I was thinking about. I was thinking about his time in Minnesota. I think they only went to the Western Conference Finals. No, one. One. Yeah, that was a year time. with Latrell and and with Sam, uh, Sam Cassell. Yeah. When uh they the, the they lost to the Lakers, but I think the Lakers would have won if Carmelo didn't get hurt. Mm. 
Because mm-hmm. Carmelo actually kind of played KG fine. That's also the season that I, I gained the playoff series, playoff run. I gained a lot more appreciation for Chris Webber because that's when he had microfracture surgery. The first round was the uh, Sacramento Kings, Kings versus the Timberwolves. And this is C-Webb had just come back, and he had no lift. And he was so gritty against KG at, this, at, at that point. And I was like, see, that's, the thing. that's where you see somebody and you really know who they are. When they don't have what they the, the athleticism that they depended on, they still have the skill set and the mind, the game IQ. And I gained so much respect for uh, C Web for that, who is definitely unheralded as being one of the better power forwards of all time. Yeah. And real quick before we go to the next off the top, let's say along this line, I don't know if you all saw this, the um, the women's national soccer team, Natalie Porter and Serena Williams are going to be, uh, they're going to have a group of, they, oh, they, they group actually did win. Uh, they're going to have an ownership and they're going to bring a, a team to the uh to the LA area. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool too. Once again, more people of our ilk of our generation, you're starting to see them own owning uh basketball. I mean, well, sports teams in general. Natalie Portman, uh Serena Williams, uh Vina, I mean Evina, I'm sorry, uh, Eva, uh Eva, Lagor- Eva Lagoria. A uh, whole bunch of people is on this too. Uh, Jeff Calling the professionals and have like that little young yeah. Natalie Portman as a silhouette as the there you go for the mascot Jessica with the, flower, Chastain, with the flower. Uh, America Fiera, Jennifer Gardner. Oh my gosh, Mia Hamm. Yeah, yeah for soccer, the professionals. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're gonna also have soccer uh, legends on this uh, ownership too, t- ownership team too. Uh, uh, Abby Wambach, Mia Hamm, uh, Shannon Box. Uh, Julie Fondi. So I'm on, uh, I'm nice on the minor yeah. league team right there. I'm on there too. I'm on there too. <laughs> you on that too? I, I, yeah, I put like I put like fifty on that. You got two bucks? This put like, like 50, that. Like 50. Everybody I, getting the cut. Actually, I put twenty five, but I was like, I'll give you the other twenty five later. Everybody. It's like one of those infomercials trying to get you to buy them. Like get listen, stuck I, in listen, soccer. Speaking of infomercials, Ryan, the minute that Emma Lagasse does a different air fryer, I'm on his ass. Cause I bought that damn thing, Emerald. <laughs> you better not. You got about two more years, but you better switch off on that air fryer right there. But getting back, bam! <laughs> right. There you go. All right. Yeah. Off Good top. for those ladies. Oh. Good for those ladies. Yeah, exactly. Out, off, off top. Off top. All right. So one thing is really jumped out to me uh, so far when it comes to the baseball season, and what's been standing out since uh, at least the the, expo- uh, the preseason, if you want to say, is starting up, is the amount of players that we are seeing taking a knee during the national anthem. Now we saw the San Francisco Giants and their players uh, taking knee, and also the Cincinnati. I saw the Cincinnati Reds uh, take some players taking knee as well. Uh, I think this is coming in a time where obviously the country is going through a racial awakening. Amongst a lot of people, I believe I saw a, a quote from uh, Clayton Kershaw saying like they just didn't understand what, uh, what Colin Kaepernick was coming from, but now they do. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of pl- more more players uh, do this possibly. And this is also coming at a time when before nobody wanted to do it because they feared the wrath, I don't know why, of Agent Orange 45 in the White House. And he actually did a sound of the tweet like, I'm not going to be watching you know what I'm yeah. saying? Sports, they're going to be taking a knee. And a lot of people are like, okay, bye. Even professional athletes, like, we don't need you. Kick rocks. So this is going to be something um, for the nation to see once baseball starts. And you see a lot more uh, players do this because the demographic of baseball is what? Middle-aged white men. And as of right now, we see that's predominantly President Trump's base. Where so, they going to go? 
When they gonna go? Well, they don't have to go anywhere. They can just turn it off if they want to. um, I saw uh, um, an official in Dallas or Texas coming at Mark Cuban and Ted Cruz also. Ted Cruz, yeah. But now this was before Ted Cruz. Okay. Saying that uh, I don't know if it was someone, a congressman, his region is Dallas or a senator, but he's basically saying that I'm looking forward for what the Timberwolves, not the Timberwolves, the Mavericks are doing. They got personality. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the player takes a knee, I'm out. And uh, that's what sparked Mark Cuban going at him and then Ted Cruz interjected. Right. Um, listen, this is funny. And when you just said this crossed my mind, I would love to have Colin Kaepernick's cell phone to see the amount of people that apologized for not being with him four years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Like you just brought up Clayton Kershaw. I was like, man, I didn't mm-hmm. even, even know. You don't think he goes to them? No, I think no. Colin, no, I don't think Colin would. Because no, 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 no. Do you think people would uh, make that text to Colin? Yeah, or do you think yeah, a lot I do. Would... I do. I think. I think people would make that text to him. Uh, some people, Ryan, not everybody. So I'm along with your, the lines that you're saying. But yeah, I think like when you heard what Clayton Kershaw said, it wouldn't surprise me if he reached out to him in some kind of ways. Like, man, listen, he may not have wanted something back, but look, I understand. I understand back then, even though it's month, it's more of your willing to understand and willing to have empathy uh, for the most part. What are you about to say, D? Yeah, no, I found the quote from Colin, uh, from uh, Clayton Kershaw about Colin Kaepernick. This is coming from the Athletic article. He said, all the way back with Colin Kaepernick, I think everybody, including myself, just didn't understand. We were apologetic for that. I was apologetic for that. Yeah, so I, I would think he probably was like, listen, if he could get his hand on his number, man, I didn't even understand. And I mean, because... When you see something that's ground shifting like this and someone was pointing it out to you in hindsight years, years ago, ago, yeah, you know, like, and they also, it, it'd be different if they pointed it out and Colin Kaepernick was still on Wheaties boxes and earning the income right now, commiserate to what he would have been earning back then. Good point. But he gave up his, his, his earnings. Sacrificed right? him. Yeah. yeah, thank you, D. He sacrificed his earnings. So you think about that being someone who is a professional athlete and this is how you make your money. And he didn't sacrifice it. Cause I mean, still to this day, Kerr flood doesn't get his props, right? Very true. But he sacrificed it. And, but, but it took years for them to really appreciate Kerr flood. This is really, is right back on your ass basically, as far as like, damn, that, we was wrong. Boomerang real quick. Yeah. So it, I, I would think some people did was like, dude, you know what? I mean, especially if you're from like, you're not even from the culture because it's different where, if you're from the culture, having to come to somebody within the culture and be like, "Brother, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't support you." Mm-hmm. At least you have, you have the narrative of being naive, lacking empathy because you didn't know and you're ignorant. So it's easier to come to somebody and be like, "Listen, I'm sorry, I didn't know because I'm not black. I don't know the type of things that you go through, vice versa, and things of that that nature." So. It, to me, it's it's that's I would love to have his cell phone and see the people that said that because, I mean, when you think about Trump, used it to, to listen. Trump used it to this day to keep Jerry Jones silent. Just think about that. Mm. Trump used that to this day, and it keeps the loudest mouth in the NFL, and as we could say in pro wrestling, the loudest mouth in the South. Mm-hmm. It keeps the loudest mouth in the South. To this day, he still hasn't popped off and said one thing to say, I understand and I, was, I wasn't I was right. He's basically like, it's better if I stay quiet because the amount of fans that have told me if I go with that, which is a lie, 
because these idiots love the Dallas Cowboys too much. You're going to lose 10% of them if that. They love the Cowboys too much in the if first that. place. If that. They, they, they do. They love it. It's too much like a religion to It them. is football, yeah. But he is still complicit with ignorance because of what Trump did and how he galvanized these people with this fuck shit. And you can keep that on the show. Deal. I think for me, uh, you know, it's great seeing everybody kneeling, bringing more and more awareness. It, that I don't know why. That Kershaw quote just kind of annoys me. It's like, I just don't understand how many years did you have to hear about Colin Kaepernick? What happened afterwards? I mean, it's not like it'd be one thing if Colin was kneeling, he got, let's say, cut, and then he was trying to do some stuff, but it was just buried back page. Bottom. Like, I can tell you how many times national radios were saying the blackballing a grievance case, basically, that he was having with the NFL, suing them. That was front page news. And a lot of things with Colin Kaepernick's front page news. Yeah. It was very little that wasn't front page news. And just like now guys are understanding. I mean, I get where they're coming from, I guess, in a way. Maybe there's some naiveness, you know, not growing up in the same environment. You know, some of the things that you mentioned, Ken, but it's just an eye roll for me. Sure. But it, it's just you're, good. You're a black whore, though. Oh, stop, Kenneth. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Kenneth Davis. We take that as a negative concept. Kenneth Davis. We did not get our hands on him and were his first blacks. He came to this like, yeah, guys, I do this. <laughs> right? So, we're, we're, so what he's saying you know is what? Ryan is cultured. <laughs> because culture. Ryan, I want to go into that more, what you're saying. So, Ryan, and you, what, what was your perception when this was going on? Right? Like, what's your difference? Like, what do you feel like your difference is with these athletes in this understanding, I guess, is a question I should ask you. Well, I think it's kind of what we've been saying now, but I actually applied it back then. Like, Kyle was making huge sacrifices. Like you pointed out, how many endorsements did he lose? I mean, this is a guy coming off a Super Bowl a couple years beforehand, mm -hmm. and he was looking as maybe the next big thing when it came mm -hmm. to quarterbacks. That's what Jaw said. That's what Jaw said. Yeah. Right. Like, he was looked at as a big deal. I mean, he replaced Alex Smith and just took that team to that next level, which is what they were looking for with all that talent. And he's deciding to basically punt on his career in a lot of ways. And you know, it wasn't hard to judge the climate at the time. I mean, you've got Trump, as you pointed out, he's saying, son of a bitch, kneeling. But then at the same time, you have the Charleston incident, and he's calling them good people that are doing oh, their hate sides. crime, basically. Right. Charlottesville. So, and I'm sorry. Yeah, Charlottesville. And then, you, as you pointed out, he starts taking the knee. He's trying to bring, with all his sound bites, and you hear him in the interview, what are you kneeling for? And it was just very simple. There is a problem with police brutality. And personally for me, going through Yahoo News, that's something that you can see basically every day mm -hmm. on there. So it was like, I believed it. I believed it was a problem. And I believe at the time, too, we got to remember there was like four or five cell phone videos that I think came out in a relative short time where it was mm -hmm. like, hey, this is really going on. Like, we have mm -hmm. to have a conversation about this. But, you know, a lot of people just wanted to turn it off. And I just, I never understood that. I think it was the whole thing. Well, obviously, all this, uh, what we're currently seeing with the protests going around the country is all, all tied to George Floyd. And as I said, and I'll say it a thousand times, people saw a lynching. And I think a lot of people, I remember, 
when I, uh, at my nine to five, we had, before we, we was in the office, we had kind of like a big uh, African-American ERG meeting and we uh, basically opened up to the entire company so everybody could come. And we were talking about um, people actually seeing photos of lynchings. And a lot of people in the room had never seen anything like it. They, they, they heard about it, they know about it, but they never actually physically saw it, right? Right. And now you have a generation and a country, well, hell, a world seeing it on camera. It was a lynching. And I think it, you know, basically opened up a lot of eyes and minds to a lot of people. And then what did you hear soon after that? This is what Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for. That was going across Twitter and social media out people, out, off of people's lips within seconds. Yeah, this is what he was talking about. And I think into the sports world with the athletes, there was like some of them who probably, as you, to your point, Ryan, probably saying like, you know, they just didn't know. It just didn't affect them. They just didn't understand. It was kind of like, oh, oh, now we get it. And I think that has come across millions of people, if not millions of people across the world. So am I surprised by it? No, I'm not surprised by it. I wouldn't say, I understand where you're coming from, Ryan. I'm not going to negate your feelings on it, saying that it's kind of like an eye roll moment. But I think a lot of people, they no, just, they just. It is an eye roll moment. Give my man this all his No, 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 I, no. I'm you going to say I'm going to hate on you and your wife? Give my man his props. No, no, no. My man grew out and barked. Where did you grow up at, Ryan? I'm not Where'd saying that Ryan is wrong. I'm not saying Fox River Grove, baby. Fox River Grove, right? We're going to delve into this. We're going to delve into this into the. I don't know we're going to name the show. <laughs> we'll delve into this when we go inside. Because you're, you're on the right side. D and his people are yes. on the right side. No. He's trying D. to give them cover. No. Like, no. I never seen the lynching. I never turned the TV on before. Listen. Those photos is right there all the time. It's all they, right there. They, Ken, you know, I'm not, people I'm sitting not, there pointing like this? Ken, I'm not saying that nobody. You're like this. I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm going to tell you the only thing surprising is let you know the civility, which is so disrespectful when you say it's civility. Mm-hmm. of the, the, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. I was looking at a lynching today, and I was, the only thing I was surprised they didn't do was this, which I hate when people do this on pictures, right? right. I was like, I'm surprised they were sitting there like, they basically got a Coca-Cola, smiling. Who did you see today? I was, uh, it was, I was watching it on social media. No, it was on social media, oh, okay. and it was talking about the people that was his brothers tied to trees dead. Mm. And um, it was just one of those things. Dude. And it's just still... Give my man his give my man his roses while he right no, there. Ryan gets all the roses. Only thing I'm roses. trying to say is it's a lot of people that's ignorant to what's mm. happening in the world. But mm. you say this, I saw a video clip today. I mean, all these you know saying with TikTok, obviously you see these like short little videos with you know saying people posting or like that. A man pulled upside. It had to be somebody of color, I guess, and a black person, obviously, right? Old white dude rolled down the window and said, 50 years ago, I would have hung you from that tree." So these are the kind of things that I think people. Go ahead, go ahead, go, ahead, go, go, go ahead. And they didn't snatch his ass up out of that car. It is. It, 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 it went off. It's he TikTok. pulled off that fast. Cause... He didn't pull off. No, no, no. He didn't pull off. It's a TikTok. He just went off. That's how the. That's how it we works. Went. I have no idea. No, what no, wait. Did he? Did he take the TikTok or the person that he said it to took the TikTok? No, the person he said it to t- t- uh, had the TikTok. Because we would, so they had the TikTok ready to go when he was about to say some racist shit to no, them. No, no, they video, they videotape. I guess is how it works uh, with TikTok. You videotape and then you just upload it to okay. the platform. Because yeah, we would have snatched his ass out. But all I'm trying and to let say him know, is, we'd be like, guess what? How did they that shit go? Yeah, but all I'm right? trying to say is, when stuff like that is permeating across social media, 
it's opening up. It's not opening up the three of our eyes because we're cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. it. But it is opening up a lot of people's eyes. That's why it's kind of like, what the hell is going on? What is all these people out here doing? Well, you're Clayton freaking Kershaw. You're not you, some like You can still be ignorant. Smoke. You can be ignorant. I know. Dude. I don't care who it, it just, is. You can be very, on. very ignorant to what's happening. He's fine taking all the rose petals being the greatest like Dodger of all time. Which he's not. No, he's not. I'll still take Sandy Koufax over his ass to yeah. say... To, to say the least, Madison uh, Bumgarner won a championship by himself. All right, He's not a Dodger though. I'm just right, saying, I like he did to, say Dodgers. I just like to, I just like, I, I like I like to throw Madison Bumgarner out. There. All right, and the NBA unveils <laughs> off top. This is real quick going out. The NBA unveils Black Lives Matter on the Orlando court. Uh, it has been delivered on its promise to print Black Lives Matter on the game court for the league's restart in Orlando. On Tuesday, it's from ESPN. The league unveiled a new court, giving reporters in the bubble a tour of Black Lives Matter is written on the floor in large, glossy black print. Instead of having a game broadcaster at the table on the sideline and center court, they will be enclosed in the plexiglass panels, creating separation between them and the players, but also the NFL. Hey, where, though? Where? Are they going to be it's in on the court? court. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're going to be, be in a box? Like yeah, a they're going to be box? in a box? Yeah. I mean, but think about what you see with, when, when you're looking at what the White Sox are doing, where Jason Benetti and Steve Stone aren't even in the same booth together. Yeah, but they're, why are they even on the court? Why are they even down there? They could put them they somewhere just protect, So they can see what's happening. They All right. See. Dude, I've been to basketball courts. I've been to basketball games where the announcers are up high and they call the games. Why are they, why are they even down there? What, what, what league was that? That was a college. Okay, but this is NBA. What? Why are they down? Okay, whatever. All right. Also, the NFL is planning to allow social justice decals on the helmets. <laughs> also, from ESPN, the NFL is planning to allow players to have decals on the back of their uh, helmets bearing the names or initials of victims of systemic racism and police violence. Lee Source told the undefeated Jason Reed, individual players will be given the option to choose different names. Uh, the league has been in talks with players in their union since June about somehow honoring the victims. The NFL is also planning to have a lift every voice and sing, traditionally known as the Black National Anthem, perform live or play before every week one game. This is a question. Why is every week one game? Yeah, why is first and, week? And, and most of your league is black. But every listen, damn week. If y'all, was, if y'all had, listen, if y'all had a team in Canada, y'all play can, the Canadian National Anthem before every game and the American National Anthem, but you got a league that's like 60, almost 70% black, and y'all don't play the, national, the Black National Anthem. Showing disrespect I'll is what you're week. showing. Because yeah. like you get you get a week and then we get back to it when the black national anthem is really for everybody is like that's the thing too that I don't think like that's the one thing too and it's a flip thing like with civil rights and so the things that black people do lift up all Americans they lifted up Latinos Asians LGBTQ plus the things is the struggles that black people have to go white people white middle class white white lower class. The thing that black people have had to go through and get rules put in for, they never put in a rule basically was like, this is for blacks. And people can bring up, you know, where what what about uh, sitting there and making sure this many uh, black kids can get into school? I'm talking about real all right? For everybody. Uh, it usually comes down to the things that we do lift up all people and not just us. But the fact that you have a predominantly black league and you're like, we're going to sing y'all American song, right? <laughs> One time, one time. Right? You, you get it one time. One time. Hey, real quick. Um, I want to go back to the NBA thing about you know saying what's going on with the court. I'm all for the Black Lives Matters and stuff on the court, but I have been seeing pictures of the stadiums uh, or the courts. It seems like it's just too much going on. I saw a lot of lights and banners and LED screens and shit like that. Why is that all down there? 
I haven't seen it. It, it looks like it's like a regular basketball. <laughs> well, they one just have a court. Nobody nah, down there. You, there you go with that BS. One thing, uh, D, that they're going to bring is there's going to be a social media or watching from home aspect where I, fr- I don't know if they've unveiled it, but you have to like basically show your sports. So you pick on the team that you're showing support, and it's going to enhance sound and lights in the stadium where they're playing. I get that, but nobody should be on the court down there except the players and the refs. Why is anybody else? No, but you're now? saying with like the lights. You and said the, the lights. What are you talking about? You yeah, just... like the banners and stuff. But it's like a lot of nobody LEDs. else is on the. What? 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 what does I... it, you said nobody else. The banners and LEDs are not people. It's just too much going on. They don't need all that. All right, you ready to take us out? Just wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Why you gotta go past what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm just not, too much going you on. You said your point. You said it's just too point. much going on. I'm not even gonna debate your point. I understand. I'm glad you took us out before. Let me check us out. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand why the announcers down there. Uh-huh. Why? Why? Why are what? they down there? Are they putting like plexiglass like where if like I gotta get put in a plexiglass in a locker? Yeah. Why am I there? Why are you down there? If you gotta get put in a box, why are you there? That's the only thing I gotta say. All should be down there. Is there is there a person like Target? They have that special key and they unlock you if you need to come in for a stunt? cameras. A few cameras somewhere. The refs and the players. That's all you need in the Black Lives Matter. I like that. All right, Dean Davis, when we're coming back, Cal Means, uh, my stuff. managing editor chief for Real Rigoray is going to join us to talk baseball. Dean Davis' show.